Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Uh, hello, welcome to the, the show. I'm going to try not to cough, although I have a feeling I'm not going to succeed in that effort. It's January 15th, a Wednesday. Um, I'll be joined uh, later by senior writer, uh, uh, I was going to call him Jared again. I, I, I started with that. This is how out of it I am. Ryan Dito, excuse me. Um, always fun to talk to him. Um, also, just want to give you a heads up that on tomorrow's show, I'm so excited about this, um, uh, at the top of the show, we will have the most mind-blowing magician I have ever seen, and I'm sure thousands, tens of thousands of other people would say the same. Derek Hughes uh, will be joining us. Um, I think a lot of people first saw him on America's Got Talent, where he rose to the to the final ten, I believe. He's amazing and um, I don't even know if there are still tickets left even though he's got a long a long run here he is here till February 16th uh, at uh, Liberty Magic on Liberty Avenue very small venue um, but you won't want to miss this he's he's just an amazing showman uh, there is a review of his show in uh, Pittsburgh City Paper that is on the stands uh, today if you want to know more. Just just saying. So a lot of stuff going on and will keep me from having to uh, maybe talk as much. <coughs> okay. I can't believe it. I've been sick and now it seems like I'm getting a cold. So, you know... I I did not watch much of the debate uh, last night uh, because, frankly, I find them stultifying, and um, I also find the moderators usually maddening, the questions maddening, the format maddening. Uh, the attention paid to non, uh, just totally unimportant events like uh, did Bernie Sanders tell Elizabeth Warren in a private meeting that he didn't think a woman could be elected president in 2020? You know what? I don't care. That is a story that CNN was pushing, and so you're watching the debate on CNN, and that's where the debate goes. This is when the world is in conflagration. We are looking at an impeachment trial of a sitting president, and <clears throat> every day there is more and more news that deserves our attention, and instead... Uh, the big story after the debate is Elizabeth Warren didn't shake Bernie's hand after the debate. We are a pathetic people. The media serves us ill, and I've had it. And I also think that the more that we, that we overexpose in many ways these candidates, 
Um, and when we do expose them, not we don't do it in the right way. I, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of it all. I really am. I, I, I did notice one thing in the time that I watched, <coughs> and that's that something I had noticed before, but this time I actually wrote it down so I would remember. Uh, Biden often says when he's speaking of Obama and something President Obama did, he doesn't say he, he always says we, as if the as if Obama was joined at the hip with uh, with with Biden. So um, he actually, I've noticed that before, and I've I've thought, come on, you know, come on, I get it. You wanna ride his coattails? It's why Black Americans are enthralled with you, apparently. But last night he actually said at what one point and. I think I have this right because I raced to write it down. I can't remember what preceded it, but then there was a but, he said. But when we were elected president. <laughs> and there it was, finally. When we were elected president. And obviously this is a, this is a talking uh, point that his campaign uh, has <coughs> drilled into his head that he is to take um, credit for the entire Obama presidency and by conflating uh, Obama with him. And sometimes that seems to work better than others, and I would argue that <laughs> <laughs> this from last night <coughs> is when it was glaringly ludicrous. Yes, but when we were elected president, I I had not a Joe Biden was elected president. So far in his dreams, Jesus God, I'm you know what, up to here. I am joining the, I think, majority of Americans who's had it up to here with our media, our politics, our unseriousness, our corruption, our, I really am <laughs> sort of finished. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means in terms of doing a show like this. <clears throat> it's why you'll probably see more magicians um, on the show in the future. <coughs> God, I'm sorry. Um, did you watch the Jeopardy thing? I did. Uh, it was the three biggest Jeopardy f winners up against each other for um, how many nights? Was that four nights, five nights? Um, uh, seeing who was the greatest uh, winner of all time, and it was no. I mean, it would. I was a little surprised that it was no contest. The, the one who is smartest knows the most, and has extraordinary uh, quick reaction and recall is uh, Ken Jennings. He just 
ran going away. Although I have to say, um, he could have lost last night if, what's his name? <laughs> A guy I, I decided last night I don't like. I've always tried to like him and I don't like him and I keep, I keep forgetting his name. Um, James Holzhauer. Because uh, last night he did something that I thought was disgusting. Uh, by uh, making fun of the third, uh, the third person, the third big winner, Brad Rutter, who has not done well in this. Um, Holzhauer is just—I mean—to see people who are so competitive, you can see just so competitive. It—it's—I it, find it off-putting, frankly. But that's just the female in me, I suppose. Um, but Holzhauer did come on at the end and could have beaten, not that any of you care, uh, could have beaten Jennings if he'd gotten the final Jeopardy answer correctly. And he didn't. And I did. The only one who got it right was Jennings and me. At least that was in my house. And mine was a guess, but it was an educated guess. It's who other than a title character has the most speeches in any Shakespeare play. Who other than a title character has the most speeches. And it's not even like I know all Shakespeare's plays. And, and I, I, I'm, you know, whatever. But I, I got it right. Because I was thinking who is like a huge character but not not the uh, title character. And you know what the answer was? Iago. That's what I figured. Anyway, so um, that for us Jeopardy uh, freaks, this was, uh, you know, this was Nirvana. And um, Ken Jennings is really impressive. So he won a million bucks to add to the other millions he, he now has. Uh, has Nancy, eh, we're on first name terms, has she announced, because she's supposed to do it uh, now, um, has Nancy uh, told us who the uh, impeachment managers are yet, because she's supposed to do that at, uh, at 10 o'clock, <coughs> if any of you are trying to ascertain that, uh, you know, let me know, because it's hard for me to sort of pay attention to that while I'm doing the show. I see she's speaking live, and she does announce the impeachment managers, and they are, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, that's what I announced. Okay, so let me know. Um, I was trying to think who the most... Damage the people who've done the most damage to our democracy, if you were to rank them, are. And I think his, history will say, and it's all men, by the way, and it's all white men, okay? I'm just saying that seems to come up all the time these days, that we're finally waking up to when you let just half, not even half of the population have all the power. 
you're depriving yourself, ourselves, of such talent and brain power and all that stuff. And when a certain subset, like white men, think they own everything, they're lazy and they're not good. They're not as good as they can be. And I, I'm not tarring all you guys. I'm not. But I mean, any time there is that level of privilege, historically, I mean, throughout history, uh, you don't get the best. And you end up in places like we are right now. I forgot what I was saying. I went off on that white man riff. Oh, who do you think historically rank the people who killed American democracy? Because I think we're potentially headed uh, in that direction. I actually would put Roger Ailes at the top, I think. An evil genius who had an agenda and masterfully carried it out. And we see the results now. A nation that doesn't, totally divided, that does not even, is not even able to agree on observable fact. Um, Roger Ailes, who figured out a formula to entice mostly white men uh, to entice white men who are in power to view the world in a certain way to trust I mean just the cynical uh, marketing of Fox News when it began I know I'm God. I'm sorry. I'm I'm pleading sickness that I'm. Um, we report, you decide. Is that is that what they first said? Yeah, I mean, which is BS. Um, they are, I think, have brainwashed um, a sizable portion of the population. They have given us the current Republican Party. Um, also on my list of who killed democracy uh, is Mitch McConnell. What a vile, vile character he is. So, anyway, that's all I'm saying. I... Well, that's not all I'm saying. What am I talking about? I'm talking here. I'm talking. I'm going to say more. I actually have an, an obit um, of the day. And I actually bring up the obit as part of my uh, focus thus far on uh, privilege. And in this case, white privilege. That we do not acknowledge. I mean, we're starting to acknowledge, finally. Starting. All of us. I mean, once you become aware 
of the privilege that comes of being encased in this pale skin. It's hard not to see it. I mean, constantly, just with an extraordinary consistency. Anyway, uh, this obituary is uh, in the New York Times today. It uh, notes the passing of a woman named Gladys Bourdain, who I had never heard of. Uh, she died at the age of 85. The reason she is, um, I don't think she would have gotten a Times obit, even though she had worked uh, much of her life as a Times, New York Times copy editor. But I think that she still would not have gotten the, the coveted, not that anyone wants to die, but if you do die, you'll want the New York Times to note your passing. That means you must have been somebody important. But the obit clearly shows that Gladys Bourdain's importance had less to do with her own career than a little bit of white privilege networking that she did on behalf of her son, who then became a huge global star. Without the connections that come with being white and succeeding into certain positions of power and crossing paths with other people who are on that trajectory, um, the, 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 the possibility of um, well, good luck happening to you <laughs> is just astronomical compared to somebody who doesn't, by virtue of their skin or maybe their uh, zip code, have access to the same kind of maybe one degree of separation from movers and shakers and people who can get things done. So here's a woman who's a copy editor at the New York Times. That's pretty cool. And most of her obit, though, is about her son and what she did for him. It turns out that at the time she was copy editor, there was a reporter there named Esther Fine. I want to point out something else that's clear here too that might bypass others um, because I'm a Jew I recognize fellow Jews Esther Fine if she ain't a Jew I will shoot myself right here okay so there's this reporter Esther Fine who's Jewish I never thought Anthony Bourdain was a Jew although I thought he looked like a Jew but Bourdain turns out his mom Gladys who's now dead is clearly a Jew. So he he was a Jew. Her name was Gladys Saxman. And her parent, father's name was Milton Saxman, right? Okay. These are Jewish people. Um, white, Jews, and uh, capable, competent. So there is, a, I, I just want to say that Esther Fine, this reporter at the New York Times, happened to marry uh, 
at the time, uh, a guy named David Remnick. Now, that name might jog somebody. Boy, I've heard that name, David Remnick. David Remnick. Yeah, well, he was uh, had just not only married Esther, but he had uh, achieved the uh, vaunted position of being the editor of the New Yorker magazine. Still is. Now, Gladys Bourdain, the Times copy editor, had this son, Anthony, who was uh, working as a chef at the time and was writing stuff on the side. And he had been struggling to get a, a piece that he wrote, like a magazine piece published. And no one would even look at it because who was he? He was nobody. And so his mom, Gladys Bourdain, walked over to Esther Fine's desk after Esther married the new editor of the New Yorker magazine. And Gladys said, well, I'll do it in, in Esther's words because she's quoted in the obit. So Gladys came over and she said, you know, you know so your husband's got a new job. That seems got this new job. Yeah, obviously she would know her husband got this new job. It seems like an odd thing to say. And then Anthony's mother said this, I hate to sound like a pushy mom, but I'm telling you this with my editor's hat on, not my mother's hat. My son wrote this piece. It is really good, and it's really interesting, but nobody will look at it. Nobody will call him back. Nobody will give it a second look. Could you possibly put it in your husband's hands? There's that ability to connect, obviously. Esther put it in her husband's hands and he thought it was great. He published the piece and Anthony Bourdain had a um had a uh book contract uh within days and the rest of course um is history. The impeachment managers are uh Adam Schiff unsurprisingly, Zoe Lofgren, Hakeem Jeffries, Val B. Demings, why don't I know these people, Jason Crow, Sylvia Garcia, and Jerry Nadler. There you have it. Good luck. Um... So I, you know, the book, the article expanded, turned into Kitchen Confidential, which made Anthony Bourdain, and then the next thing, CNN comes calling, and he ends up with a TV show and all that stuff. He'd still be like in some grimy kitchen somewhere in in New York, probably, if 
he didn't have those connections that come to people so often. Uh, I'm just saying, so many people who become successful don't acknowledge these these little serendipitous connections that happen. But the fact that they're in a place where such connections can be made uh, speaks mightily of the privilege that some get at birth. And, I mean, through no fault of their own, I mean, at birth, you get lucky, right? Uh, in your skin, in your socioeconomic status, in your genetic uh, inheritance, in all these kinds of ways. But I've often thought, because I also had this kind of privilege in my life, I have often said that if I had not been born to two highly educated uh, white people, <laughs> um, and given all of the kinds of legs up that you get from being born into a secure, safe, um, you know, the sky's the limit kind of uh, environment. I never, I mean, I almost didn't make it as it was. I was such a neurotic, anxious wreck. But if I were born instead, and I've often said this, to poor black ghettoized people with the same intelligence that my parents had and the same kind of ambition and the same values, the odds that I would have made it out I think are negligible. Knowing my makeup um, I can't imagine. And I, I just want to weep when I think of the cruelty and the capriciousness of, of life. And I get angry when people who are successful, who have found success... And I'm not saying I didn't have a, a lot to do with my own success. I brought certain talents. I worked hard, blah, 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 blah. But I had a head start, big head start. And people are not inclined to acknowledge that. Anyway, so when her son Anthony committed suicide uh, in 2018 at the age of 61, I guess the privilege kind of ended at that point. This woman, who was then 83, his mother, memorialized him with a tattoo of his name on her wrist. 
believe me, an old Jewish woman getting a tattoo is like so bizarre. But she did. The man she married, Pierre Bourdain, uh, it was not in the picture. Okay, so we got the impeachment managers. Sylvia Garcia is a congresswoman from Texas. Zoe Lofgren is from California. Hakeem Jeffries, New York. Val Demings from Florida. Jason Crow, Colorado. If you don't know who some of those folks are, as I did not. Um... Excuse me. Uh, Milton has sent me something. The seven uh, secrets of highly successful people. One, private school. I didn't have that. Two, legacy Ivy admission. I didn't have that. I had a legacy admission to a good school. Three, nepotism hire. I didn't have that. Four, seed capital from family. I would say... I had I was always buttressed by knowing that I had uh yeah money behind me. You can't imagine the anxiety that is lifted when you know that there's that level of financial security, even if it's not owned by you, right? Five club memberships didn't have that, and six personal assistant nanny. Ghostwriter, didn't have any of those. Um, I didn't have a lot of these. Journalists who ask, what's your secret, and uncritically publish the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Nope. But that is the way it works, right? Yeah. You take care of your own. And so it, that privilege just keeps growing and growing and growing and the networks are created so that in my life yeah I find that I can you know drop names because my father knew my mother met my mother played bridge with and then you start seeing this is this all of this is what white privilege um, looks like right you got a headset (laughs) Ryan and um well, I'm glad you could come. You still got a toothache? Uh, it doesn't really hurt that bad. It's just uh, something's wrong. Uh, huh? Yeah. Oh, I can feel. I can like feel it with my finger. It's like a big cavity back there. But I, yeah, they rescheduled. So for today, later today, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I got good teeth. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, if you're on TV. Well, I was no, I don't know, but I was talking about one of certain inheritances that you have nothing to do with, right? That you just get by accident of birth, right? And um, when my father died at eighty-six, he had every single one of his teeth in in his head. Wow! My mom, who's ninety-seven, has every single tooth. Yeah, you're also going to live forever, apparently, (laughs) ninety-seven. No, I'm I'm obviously pushing back against that, but yeah, but teeth, right? Jeez. Yeah, maybe that's a sign of teeth. Maybe that's a sign of a like longevity and just general longevity. Well, they in life. say that dental health is um, 
definitely a yeah, harbinger like of overall health. You got to yeah. take care of your teeth. And the reason I think also that I have great teeth is my mom's father was a dentist. Oh, I see. So she's like really yeah, serious. Yeah. Today. All my grandparents are dead. So they didn't <laughs> make, I think my grandpa lived the longest till 80. <laughs> so we'll see what But on the other me. hand, my <laughs> father's family, yeah. he, he, both his parents were dead in their early 50s. Oh, okay. Yeah. And his brother. Yeah, but that was like in 1700, well. right? Or something. <laughs> That was like the normal life expectancy method. <laughs> all right, all right. I think it was their diet and their, you know, they they had, well, doesn't matter. Yeah. Jeez. If they were here today, they would have lived longer. My dad wouldn't have lived without a pacemaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So technology, they, technology yeah, sure. and other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised my grandfather lived as long as he did because he, like, drank, like, copious amounts. This huh? much of whiskey, like, every single day. <laughs> And was, like, really out of shape, so yeah. I'm actually kind of shocked he lived that long anyway. And was he a smoker? Uh, he smoked when he was younger, yeah. and then he stopped. Me too. Yeah. Okay, listen, um, anything you want to talk about? I want to talk debate. about... Debate? Did you already talk about the debate? You know... I'm just all depressed. I'm just depressed. Tell me. Lynn. No, I said I'm done. I'm done with the debates. We have to stop. No, it's... With the debates. Because they're the useless. debates are awful. They're, 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 they're totally awful and useless. useless. They're, the moderators are useless. I'm sick of the whole goddamn thing, and I say just F it. Same. Um, I did note this, that one thing that was said. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. But Biden has this thing where he conflates uh, Obama's uh, successes totally with himself. Right. So he always says instead of he, right. speaking about, he says we. Right. Right. And last night he had one of those moments, but it was ludicrous because he, I forget what he said, blah, 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 blah. But when we were elected president. Right. I mean, Obama, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I think, no I, I think that's part of his strategy. No one voted for Obama because Biden was his vice. No, no, definitely when not. When we Obama were elected president. Obama probably didn't even need a vice president, honestly, on the ticket because he, right. he was just a force of nature in terms of a campaign, yeah. right? Like, both of his campaigns were just forces of nature. There's nothing nothing the Republicans could do to win, in my opinion. I, they they could have nominated Jesus, and, like, I still think <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> probably not Jesus. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. No, so we're we're, yeah, we're so, in agreement. I yeah. mean, the fact that no, the big story is uh, the spat between yeah, is this Sanders and Warren? Little, who gives a damn if he said it? I mean, that might have been his. I really think. Who knows? It could also be that I don't care. It is of no import at all. Right. To me. Right. None. No, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, you can... We're about to impeach a god... I mean, there's a trial about to happen, and Trump, that's what we're talking about. Trump is about. under impeachment for, yeah. for um, you know, basically colluding with the Ukrainian government to uh, try to try to help him in an election. Yeah. He's, he's leading a lawsuit right now that would... Um, uh, which would end Obamacare, which would strip uh, millions of Americans of health care and get rid of the pre-existing conditions. Hey, if you're going to um, start on a litany you know, of the horrors no, that it's he's just, up that, to that's right what now, I mean. we'll be here for the next right, five years. Right, but there's just so many things. And honestly, and I know this is like 
every time we come on the show, we talk about the same thing, but, but the, the way the political media handles these campaigns and everything is just the most depressing thing in the world. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you know, obviously millennials take a lot of shit and that's fine, whatever. And, um, but throughout my life as a millennial, I've, there's been so many, um, what I call disillusionments, right? And so I grew up thinking that, you know, the people who were elected to office were exceptional and they were, and they were, um, you know, good. And, and that's why they were running the country and all these things. Obviously, uh, so many factors have thrown that out the window. It has nothing to do with that. Um, There's, there's, there's other things that like, oh, well, um, we live in this great democracy, right? There's always been this idea that we were taught that America is like uh, one of the world's best democracy, you know, one of history's best democracies. Ain't it a bitch (laughs) when, yeah, the scales fall from your eyes. Ain't it it a bitch. It's awful. And you learn all these things and you're like, oh, wait, no, we're just like, like, you know, we don't live in this highly educated, highly informed time where we're all going down to the um, the like the Greek Forum and like learning about like how to best what what policies best can 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 help lift up our society and can help better our thing. We live in a especially right now, especially the last like ten Just years, corrupted as hell. Well, we live in like a reality TV yeah, version well, we do. of of. of, of of what? politics, of of politics, right. of elections, of everything, and, and there's the no media, reason that Trump is president of our country, that's right? Because right, he's right. a reality TV star. We are totally. Thank you, corporate America. Right. That, that, thank you, corporate America. Thank you, um, our corrupted political system. Right. Thank you, our Supreme Court, who allows money. Right. Um, Yo, to yeah, yeah. I mean, I everything. mean, Citizens United thank was one of the, the worst decisions. I, it, it, it it will definitely go down as one of the worst decisions. Ever. And so, yeah. It's like Dred Scott. Yeah. Oh, Citizens so United. Bad. Dred Scott, yeah. like moments of absolute appalling stupidity. And, and it's so frustrating because I think a lot of people know this, and I think a lot of liberals know this too, but it, it doesn't matter because the media is, because the corporate media is so large and so powerful that they can manipulate our emotions. And sure. that's exactly what this last debate was. It was all about hitting progressives against each other right. over an emotional thing that has nothing to do yes, with their but policies. Yes, it creates because they like the narrative with some, right. you know, with some... Oh, yeah, and like, of course, they, of, of course their website leads with, be... guess what? It's like fucking watching Bravo. I'm sorry. Like, and I watch a lot of Bravo with my girlfriend. We love it. <laughs> but it's like... But that's pure entertainment. This is serious business. And, I mean, I... We're doomed. I just want to say we're friggin' doomed. It does become more. I become more pessimistic every day, yeah. and 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 it's sad because I'm a very optimistic person. I believe that we can if we educated people enough, if we got away from it. But they're but the powers that be are just too strong. It's impossible to stop CNN from running these gossipy stories about campaigns when they should really just be comparing. I don't know anything, anything, anything. literally anything. Talk about people's We're problems so with healthcare. Talk about people's problems with housing. We are so ill served. Look, oh, you're it, talking about this sense yeah. of what uh, CNN, here right? There. But the worst. Yeah, but they're saying. This is this thing of America thinking we're so wonderful. And, you know, there's been a survey of what's the best country to raise a child. Mm-hmm. Well, where do you think United States comes in? I mean, come on. Oh, we don't even have, we don't we have free child care. We don't even have parental free, we leave. We don't have paid parental leave for people. I'm surprised we came in at number 18. Yeah. How is that possible that we came in at 18? We should be coming in at, uh, 
at 40. That's still really 70. low considering we are the 18. richest country in the world. Shouldn't we be number one? Well, yes, but we don't, as you say, we... <laughs> No, and it we're and, a joke. And and, and 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 again, I think I think what I what what I want listeners to really think about is, and I know we're we're a form of media, but we're you know obviously you know minuscule compared to you know CNN. But I I want them to think about stop going to CNN. Honestly, just stop, just stop. There's no reason to. There's plenty of other um, like websites. There's plenty of other sources you know, to get your news. It takes a lot more work, though, right? Because it takes you going to, like, each one and maybe reading, right. like, three or four articles on something instead yeah. of one. But yeah. this is the perfect disinformation, um, you know, system that, that, like, maintains this terrible status quo where a reality TV president, you know, I mean, star can become the president of the United States. And, 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 and it's even on shaky ground that he will lose, you know, because we're all fighting against <laughs> ourselves over, over absolutely nothing. And it's... It's just, it's just well, really depressing and silly. And well, you know, another thing about the CNN debate that really, really got me mad, right, is that you have this idea, one, CNN frames, frames um, any kind of spending as it's going to bankrupt America. That's impossible. You can't bankrupt America. That's not possible. It's just not possible. You can't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's not a business. It's not an individual. We're it's already a, a trillion con- dollars in debt, <laughs> yeah, I want to point out. Are we bankrupt? No. Yeah, well, no, No, because, because being in debt doesn't actually matter because we right. have so many assets in our country that we, that, like, that could just like change. And, and like, uh, it, it, it just, it's, it's so simplifying. But they don't ask issue. that question when... Right. This is mili- exactly my point. Military. With men. the war. So, so, yeah. so we spend the majority of our discretionary funding, right? So the majority of funding goes to what... what what the Republicans like to call entitlements, basically just giving people services like Medicare and Social Security. And that's bad. Entitlements. (laughs) So that people can retire. Like Social Security allows Americans to retire. God forbid we don't want that, right? So children can have an education or, or have food on their table. And we do that worse than any other supposedly developed right. nation. And so let's just like, t- I like to, I think it's smart to just take those off the table. Those should always be there for Americans. And then we have discretionary spending. So that's like basically what we're, our roads, our, um, you know, our, our, um, our, you know, our infrastructure, oh, um, a, uh, everything else. But, but you the, know what? The vast Travel overseas <laughs> and then come back, fly back in to this country. Yeah. And that's, it hits you bang. Right. Uh, our infrastructure in every way we are we're like a third world country yeah. guys well we're definitely just like yeah i mean it, 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 it's bad and so 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 we have all that and so like 57% of that discretionary funding the vast majority the biggest pie piece by far goes to military spending but cnn never ask is 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 our military spending bankrupting our country right i mean trump is 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 actively trying to escalate a war with Iran. He's doing Well, war things. is somebody, somebody gave me a quote the other day that war is like the longest running scam and, and right. really good scam that right. is perpetrated by rich people right. who get richer every yeah, time. Right. Every and, time and, we and so we've one. had these long wars. We've had inequality become worse and worse in America. And then our, 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 our supposedly moderate or, or, or liberal media like CNN is, is, is asking Oh well, giving people healthcare will bankrupt America, but they don't ask. Bombing so and so will bankrupt America. Like sending more troops over to a to an endless war, twenty almost twenty years now war over with no progress. Like will like bankrupt America, and we're supposed to believe that they're supposed to be our like our like scion of how we learn about politics. It's a joke. It's a joke. Like, 
Yeah. No. I'm sad. Take a deep breath. Okay. And while we're talking about media, right. you tweeted something last night okay. that we're going to go local now. Okay. What did I tweet? I tweeted a lot of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Can you uh, tell me what he, he's gunning for WPXI? Right. They did a story, and it was framed in what way? This was a story so about a, the development happening um, where the uh, Civic Arena once stood, and uh, and now where you know the Peterson Event Center over Peterson in Oakland, Event. West Oakland. Okay, so there's this development going on. Yes, and it's it's right uh, on the fringe, right on the edge of the Hill District. Right which is uh, the largest black neighborhood, yeah. I think. In, yeah. in, yes. Okay. How yeah. did they frame this? So they I'm framed the it that, <laughs> that basically like, oh, crime, crime in the neighborhood? Oh, wh- oh, but this new development is coming in too. Like, um, I don't know, like pull up my tweet actually because I can't even recall. I was so angry when I uh, um, tweeted it. You know, I can just do it if you want. Yeah, do it. Um, because uh, I did not see the... Okay, here it is. Okay. Uh, Where's the photo? I don't know. Okay, let me pull it up real quick. You'll have to do it. Yeah. So, it, it's assuming that, of course, the hill, because it's home to black people... Right. ...is dangerous. Right. And the... It, Which is racist. Which is so racist, <laughs> and you think oh, here of it is. who How? is their audience? You know, you, all these right. people, all these people that don't live. Most of the people who are their audience do not live in the city. No. <laughs> and they're which is terrible. true. Which is true of the whole region. Most That's of the people right. live outside of the city outside in our the city. region. Two point three million, and and, and only the level of point three live in the of city. Fear of black people right. and the neighborhoods yeah. they live in. Right. I mean, who hasn't been asked? I mean, I know. I, you you drive through that neighborhood or you go to what i've ridden my you bike you and your I've son rid- why are you going to the y in homewood with your son cuz it's the closest one to you i assume it's the closest one to me and they had a great program right, there right yeah okay well yeah. so so anyway this this story has the title, Despite Dangerous Neighborhood Perception, Hill District Site of Massive New Developments. Okay. So this is basically framing, oh, there's massive new developments in this dangerous neighborhood. Why is that bad? That's that's the framing of the story. Now, the now the actual story isn't written that way, which is fine, I guess, but that doesn't matter, right? Because, no, because people, people take just in the, share the headline. It's like the headline. Right? Yes. That's right. Because right. we live in a social media age, so so it's really more about just sharing the headline and 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 um, you know how dangerous is the Hill District? And question mark is 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 the framing. Well, so there's also a ton of typos in this thing, which is kind of a joke. So but, the story um, goes on. The actual story goes on to right. say that there was more violent crime in Squirrel Hill. Right. In 2018. Right. Than in the Hill District. Yeah. So why would you frame the story that way? Why would you frame it? The perceptions of the Hill District are this way. This this kind of framing from WPXI is is asking. It's literally inviting racist responses. 
it's 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 stoking racism on purpose like there's no reason to say something like that you could just write a story about how it's getting things. it's not even in the neighborhood here's somebody who says it yeah all this is clickbait for people who live in the suburbs right. and the outlying counties to right. comment on a neighborhood they've never set foot right. in. Right. And, and, and honestly, it's such a joke. There are, there, are, there are thousands of people that live in the Hill District. It is, yes, it has crime. Um, a well, lot of places have I said crime. Squirrel Hill yes. has crime. <laughs> It's perfectly. It's considered st- one of the most wonderful neighborhoods in the city. It's, uh, maybe in the maybe in the whole yeah, country. Yeah, everybody would argue. freaks about yes. it. Yes, let's see it. And 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 so it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, why does the media do this? We act like and and then it's so funny because so many people are like, oh, trolls are dividing us, and and Bernie pros are dividing us, and you know Russians are coming in and dividing us. They don't need to do shit. No. TV news will do it for them. Yeah. They will do it because they just their 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 business model is just to encourage as many clicks as possible. And honestly, I feel sometimes I feel bad for the reporters and the journalists that work there because yeah. everything that I hear is that the heads of these companies are just like, if you don't increase engagement in perpetuity, you're fired. Mike and, wants to know uh, what news sources you recommend besides City Paper. It's hard. I don't know. That's this is the problem. Obviously, follow City Paper. I think I think the Post Gazette does a good job, except for their editorial section. Ignore their editorial section; it's a joke. Um, there's no reason to. It's run by Burris. It's you know just just ignore it. We have plenty of opinion in this country. We do not need the Post Gazette to weigh in on, okay, on especially things go, of national let's importance. Go larger. I mean, Trib. Um, you know, Megan Guza is a really good reporter for the Trib, and she covers crime in the area. And no, she I mean not a, local. Oh God. Um, oh, you mean, oh, generally. Yeah, so you're telling people don't watch CNN. Right, or, right. Um, okay, I, so I read a lot of Vox for um, a lot of my stuff. And, you know, some, some lefties might be like, oh, Vox is neoliberal shill, whatever. But it, it's really informative, and they do a really good job of, especially for national politics. I think of informing you about policies, breaking things down. They have a lot of explainers that make it really easy for, for, for you to understand. Don't you think the Washington Post does a pretty good job? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I, I mean, but sometimes they weigh into that same I know, stuff. but nowhere near like the time, New York Times. Right. I mean, New York Times makes me insane. Right. There's a lot of the really Post bad, is especially their political stuff. I would say like New York Times business stuff is pretty good. Yeah, but, but again, this is, this is what's so hard is that sucks. everything is so fractured. Is right. that... Is that yeah? I could give people a list of what of what of what I read to stay informed, and people could follow that. But it's so hard because there's going to be so many things flooding into your feed that you're gonna that you're gonna go, oh yeah, let's let's do that, let's do that. It's it's again, it's impossible. It's 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 the truly David and Goliath. It's one versus a million. It's it's so difficult. But yeah. But if you I, want to know. I, at magazines I watch, I, I like The Atlantic. Yeah, but again, sometimes they print really bad things. Well, like, yeah, you know, David Frum has printed the worst immigration takes I've ever read, and they're in The Atlantic. They're awful. They're, they, and, and, and they're framed in this way that isn't like Tucker Carlson, which is like obviously white nationalist, right? But it's framed in this like mm-hmm. moderate way of like, oh, no, 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 listen to me, listen to me. No, his takes are terrible. He gets facts wrong all the time about, about who comes in this country, about how many things. So, so, so it's tough. It's, it's, I would say don't read David Frum. I'll say that on okay. The Atlantic. Don't all read right, David Frum. I think um, for political stuff, I think Dave Weigel is a really good follow for The Washington Post. He, he, um, he seems to... He has a really good sense of humor, which I think is uh, really nice uh, in uh, in these yeah, things. Yeah. I think Matt Pierce from the uh, L.A. Times does a really good job. Um, man, 
it's you uh, know what you, it's, you it's gotta just, go out really there hard. The, i know i know really what we need is a list of flaggers of who not to don't read chris kazilla or Cazilla Cazil- uh, from no, cnn yeah, honestly chris stop reading Cazilla. Cazilla. <laughs> yes yeah, i don't know how to pronounce his last yeah, name yeah he i'm assuming it's is, Cazilla. yeah awful terrible beyond Awful. I mean, awful. Yeah. Just like, just like useless, basically, and and yet has this huge Chris platform. Eliza. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool name though. Cool last name. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's so many. Just. So so yeah, it 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 is really hard. It I think this is why I I hark on this to um anyone who will listen, but uh, it's all about education, right? Like everything is about education. Also, media literacy. Yeah, you want to be educated in this country. I mean, in this time. But we can't do media literacy after the fact. It needs to happen in higher education. It It needs to to happen in in high school. It has to start in. It it probably has to start in preschool. Yeah. I mean, from the time my kid was first starting to watch TV, I was always pointing out to him. Right. What's what's like what's, what's what? Yeah, that's a commercial. People are trying to get you to right. Really, no, no, you're totally right. No, no because and think of think ha- of the influence commercials have on us. Why do we buy more SUVs? No, seriously, why are we buying more SUVs in this country? And uh, you know, we don't have to he get. Finally, in. got around to transportation. <laughs> got in the cars, well, but no, no, no. But I mean, seriously, like no. w- most people aren't hauling. Like you know, families uh, of ten. Yeah, and, no, uh, I mean even red, that. You know, red, uh, you know, a minivan does that, and so like you know. They're not hauling boats and all these no, other things that you need. No, but it's what's being pushed at And so you have to think about right. advertisement. Car, car, car companies are are pushing SUVs, and that's the reason why we buy more SUVs. Not because we need them. Not because they're better for the environment. They're obviously not. And and they also kill but more pedestrians. But think of all the people <laughs> who let their kids take this stuff in, right. and, and they don't say to them. You That's understand what they're doing they're right now. To you. you need to be uh, on the defense, playing defense Skeptical. all the time. If you want, and you know, it's interesting. My son, as a as a young man, is so smart about mm-hmm. this stuff. That's now. great. But I maybe cared about it more because I was in right. media. Same with me, obviously. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we know, and I was in television. Right. So I knew the tricks, right. the manipulation, right. the and so what was left out, what was and 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 how promotion of a story. I remember there were times when I would see a promotion for a story that I was doing on the news, and it was totally not what my st- it was maybe even the opposite of what my story just like was. that wpxi tweet exactly i could guarantee right. i know the i know the reporter that worked on that he's okay. a really good reporter he's a okay. good tv reporter so but i guarantee that, that got manipulated selling wanting right. to sell it right and right. that and i don't i do not fault the journalist who wrote that because i think he's a really good writer i think he's done a lot of really good stuff and i think what happened is is he had this idea and then tell me who the good reporter is. Uh, aaron martin for the okay. for wpxi oh yeah sorry aaron martin is good he i mean he he's he's measured he he's smart he he's um he, he he does a lot of right things i think and so he deserves praise but i think what happened with that well, story sure, what happened is the promo right. people the per- <laughs> ever, yeah frame it in a way how can we get this yeah. like nuanced story about about crime stats and you know development to get clicks and so they go oh, let's make it racist like that's that's exactly okay, what happened. Well, i just want to say for everybody uh if you have small children in your life um 
do that for them? Will right. you please arm them? But it's hard because I don't know if parents are equipped. That's the problem. Because they were never armed. Right. And so this is why I really think we need better, more rigorous education. This is why I'm probably, um, a, I'm a really big proponent of free college is because I get that not everybody's path is through college, right? And there are people who are going to become tradesmen. They're going to become welders. They're going to become nurses. And that's great. We need those in society. But I do not believe that we as a country should say, well, if you're going to be a nurse or if you're going to be a welder, you don't need to learn anything about the humanities because that's, that's the only way I learned about this stuff. Like, you know, all this critical thinking was going through the humanities, was reading history, was reading philosophy. But even in universities things. and colleges, the humanities are disappearing. Yeah, because... Because they don't, they don't, uh, they can't be monetized. I mean, so right. if you, that's if why you, it needs to be free. This is what I'm saying is that this is why it needs to be free. Why are you wasting your time learning about Russian literature? That's what everyone says, right? Is that, oh, it doesn't equate to a job. It, everything is monetized. And so that's why student debt is so high is because, um, these administrators are making millions of dollars a year. It's all about just increasing tuition. It's it, it it's a it's um it's a factory basically of right. like here's a phony degree, right? Or it's not that phony, but it, it it's becoming more and more so, right? And then here's your degree and all these things. But but if you made it free, that would totally break that system. It would break the system down. I was somebody you know? sent me a letter. I wrote a young girl. Um, I was, she sent it to me. Now she's an old uh, an old woman. She's a middle aged <laughs> woman, but she found it and she Everyone's she, young had to sent, Lynn. she had sent me a. Um, <laughs> she had sent me, uh, you know, a letter saying, I want to, you know, be a journalist like you. Right. How do I do that? And I read the letter I sent her, typed on a typewriter, <laughs> nice. two-page yeah. letter. And I didn't say about going to journalism school. I right. talked about get the broadest education you can. Right. I mean, find out if you really like news. Right. Read the newspaper every day. Every day. Read your family's magazines and every day and see if that's something that you really love. And and also, yeah, know things about economics, sociology, all the things, psychology. The, how how do we get that educated? The only way is through higher education. The only way is through higher education and obviously more rigorous high school as well and, and all these things. We need those things. That's the only way I see us becoming more media literate. And this age of when media literacy is like so important because it's There's becoming no so fractured. There's no class on media literacy. But you need more than a class. You're right. You need to be a broadly, you need to be it broadly to be educated like, Don't they everything. have English every year that you're in right. grade school? Right. Media literacy. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously there should there, you know, there should be media literacy. But 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 this is what makes it so sad is because See, media literacy is also like critical thinking, though. It that's that's exactly what it is. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. So all of that thinking for yourself, but not advocating get... your brain, your eyes, your ears to some buddy. Right. And how do we, but how do we get, how do we, how do we encourage, there are some people who are just born with the critical thinking, no matter what profession they go into, they're born with critical thought and they just have it. But how do we encourage more people to get this? This is why I just don't think, I think it's so stupid, especially when Democrats go, oh, we need, we need to just advocate workforce training, all these things. Workforce training is great, but it should be tied to, to, to humanities education. It should be tied to history. Like you can't just go take 
yes, yes, you can go take a year of welding class and then get a good welding job and start a family and do all those things. But when media comes, when politics, which is all through the media comes, you are not equipped. You are not equipped to deal with the lies that people like President Trump say on a daily basis. You're not equipped. And so we say all these things like, oh, we just need to get people jobs. We just need to get people jobs. We are the richest country in the history of the world. We need to educate people more. We used to be the the literally the um, um, beacon of every other country in the world was like, man, Americans are educated. They know what is going on over and there. Now and now we've totally dropped that off. Yeah. We've dropped it off or, or, you know, we're still educated, but every other country is just out competing us at right. this point. So we need more education. And that's really what my like biggest thing is. And it's sad when people go, oh, no, I don't know. No, you don't need to go to college. That's a scam there. They, why do you not want your kid to go to college? Why do you not want your kid to become smarter? It doesn't make any sense. Why is the only thing that people want? Oh, I just want them to get a good job. That is like that is feeding Republicans. I'm sorry. It's feeding Trumpism because it's like we want you well paid and low educated so that we can manipulate you constantly. It, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Take a I'm deep sad. breath. And, I'm so um, scared. <laughs> I I feel for you. Sometimes it's good to be as old as I am. Right. Yeah, you know the... You no, know. it's my birthday Saturday. It's my birthday tomorrow. <gasps> Same birthday weekend. <laughs> we share it with Dr. King. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I know. I missed it by like a day. How old are you going to be? 33. Wow. He's yeah. getting up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, Jesus, almost 40 years older. <laughs> almost 40? Is that it? I'm... Almost four years <laughs> older than you. I'll be 72. Oh, congratulations. That's a good age, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think it is. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I hope, Take to, care hope of to get there one day. You can be yeah. there too. Get that Let's tooth taken right, care of. That's okay. Number one. We're done. We're done. We are done. And I want to, and you should know this Derek Hughes, this amazing magician. Hey, magic. Is coming. He's going to be right here oh, cool. tomorrow right. at 10. Perfect. And he's going to do some stuff. And he's mind blowing. Uh, that's why we got the video. People can watch because that'll be fun. That's right. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.